Governor Gavin Newsom announced today that he is pulling the emergency break on sector reopenings, allowing counties to be moved back a tier after one week instead of two in the state's color-coded four-tiered system. 30 counties will be moving backward, with 41 of the state's 58 counties now in the state's most restrictive purple tier. The news comes as UC Santa Barbara officials are rolling out new technology to curb the spread of COVID-19 among students, staff, and faculty, with today's launch of California COVID Notify, a new program that uses the exposure notification system from Google and Apple. The goal of California COVID Notify is to alert users if they've likely been exposed to COVID-19, encouraging them to seek medical attention and reduce risk to their community. I spoke with Dr. Laura Polito, medical director of UC Santa Barbara's COVID-19 response team and associate medical director at Student Health to learn more about the program and current COVID-19 outbreak in the Isla Vista community. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Polito. Um, before we get into the California COVID Notify program, let's start with some more general questions about COVID-19 in Isla Vista. So to begin, could you please give our listeners an overview of the COVID situation on campus and in Isla Vista? What are numbers currently looking like among students? Okay, yeah, so um, we usually follow a couple different numbers when we're looking at COVID rates in the community. Um, and then we sort of separate it into people that are actually showing symptoms versus people that like are just getting tests um, just to see if they're carrying it, right? So um, basically, let, I'll just kind of go through all the numbers for you. Um, so um, we have uh, lower numbers in Isla Vista now than we had about a month ago. Um, and that is actually pretty typical of the way COVID is going. Um, it, one of the public health directors had actually described it like a sine wave. Um, I think that's a really good way to look at it. We had a lot of cases in August and then a lot fewer in September and then a lot more in October. And we're actually seeing fewer now in, um, in November. So we had at our maximum in one week in October, we had 63 cases. Um, just to compare that, last week we had 17 cases. Most of those uh, were actually in people who had just gotten tested asymptomatically. So the people who are living in campus housing or are going to a class or are um, in a lab or are just, you know, uh, worried that they may have been exposed and come in and get tested. So um, most of those people are um, people that did not have symptoms. Um, we did have three people that had symptoms and two other people that had been exposed um, that came in for testing. So this is pretty consistent with what we've had um, in sort of the, the 18 to you know, 25 age group, really um, a lot of people don't get symptoms. Um, the good news is, is they don't get that sick. The bad news is, is they can spread it without ever knowing it. They just don't know. So student health has been aggressively testing students who are asymptomatic the past two weeks. Um, can you give some more information about what you've been finding and do you plan to continue this kind of asymptomatic testing? Yeah, sure. So um, we have actually found uh, that most of our cases are in people that are, are asymptomatic. Um, so it has been really good that we've been aggressively pursuing the, the asymptomatic testing. Um, part of that was really done because we were concerned about the Halloween weekend, um, which actually didn't turn into be, a, it didn't turn out to be a lot of cases. 
Um, but now that we're getting towards um, Thanksgiving, we are advising that people get tested if and when they're leaving the area and then tested if they decide to come back. So um, we are going to be doing some testing in the next few weeks as well. Traveling to and from an area is actually really, um, it, it's risky in terms of infection. You can get infected and not know it and take COVID somewhere else, or you could you know, get infected at home and not know it and bring it back here. So that's what we're really looking for in the next few weeks. Is there a place to see the campus testing results or are they included in the county's count? Um, and do you know how soon after they report results to the state, can we expect to see it on the county dashboard? Yeah, so there is a little bit of a delay with the county dashboard. Um, we do, our testing results are all on there. Um, it's it's all lumped um, lumped lumped into sorry about that lumped into the Isla Vista numbers, um, and I think their total is running now. A, 400 something. Generally, and this has been true since the beginning, generally about two thirds of the Isla Vista cases are in um, people associated with UCSB, which means a full third or not. Um, you know, there's other students who live in Isla Vista. There's people that don't go to school in Isla Vista. Um, so um, that's kind of the way the ratio runs, about two thirds, one third. Um, and then just generally, if a student is feeling ill or thinks they might be sick with COVID, what should they do? You know, absolutely the best thing is to jump on the student health website um, and join a line and talk to an advice nurse. Um, the advice nurses are using um, a technology called Qlis uh, right now. Um, it's used, I think, in financial aid and a couple of other places. I think the registrar's office uses it. And it's super convenient. You just click on it, get in the line, and then one of the nurses will call you. Um, the wait's usually not too long and it's much better than leaving a voicemail and, and hoping somebody picks it up. Um, and it, it sends you text messages where you are in line and how long it'll be, um, which is nice. It all kind of happens real time. But you do definitely want to discuss your symptoms with, um, with one of the advice nurses. All of the testing is um, free of charge to the students. So um, if you if your symptoms are mild, you know, if you've got cold symptoms or you lost your sense of smell or something like that, then actually um, you don't even have to come into student health. We'll just, um, you know, swab you right outside and you'll get your results usually within 24 to 36 hours. If you are really feeling like you're short of breath or you've got chest pain or high fevers or something, um, then we usually do ask that you come in to see a physician um, or one of the other providers about it, uh, just to make sure that like your lungs sound okay and that you don't need an x-ray or anything. So beginning today, Monday, November 16th, UCSB yep. will become one of five campuses to join California COVID Notify. Can you explain what the program is and how it will fit into the UCSB COVID-19 response team? Yeah, definitely. So um, I'm actually really excited about this program. This is a joint venture by Google and Apple um, to uh, anonymously notify people about possible COVID-19 exposures. Um, and that's one of the really nice things about it is the anonymity of it. Um, it um, they've been developing this for several months. It was pilot, piloted at UC San Diego and UC San Francisco. They've been using it for Ooh, maybe six weeks now. Um, and basically how it works is you, you um, turn on the exposure notify on your phone and it's run through Bluetooth technology. Um, and there's a random ID that's assigned to your phone and it's changed on a fairly frequent basis. 
um, and that's to help to protect your privacy. It's not collecting any information. It's not collecting your, your name or your phone number or your address or anything like that. Um, it's strictly location information. And then how it works is um, if somebody is diagnosed with COVID-19, then they are issued by the provider who diagnosed them something called a key. Um, and then you put in the key to the person who has COVID-19 puts the key into their phone and then a notification is sent out um, to every phone that they have been within six feet for 15 minutes or more in the last 14 days. Um, and so you, what you would receive if you had the exposure notification, you would receive a text message that says um, you may have been exposed to COVID-19. It will tell you the day um, that you had the potential exposure. And then um, what you do is you, you click and it takes you to the website of what to do next. Um, and then for us, the next steps will be, um, you know, if you have these symptoms, please go in and be seen. If you, and there's a list of, you know, shortness of breath and cough and chest pain and that kind of thing. If you don't have symptoms, um, it'll guide you through making an appointment to get tested. Um, there's also some quarantine information given as well. The ideal days to get tested after an exposure are between days four and eight after an exposure, but you can get tested anywhere from the second till the 14th day. So there's kind of a wide range, but ideally you want to hit that fourth to eighth day. Um, and so that's how it works. It's, it's very simple. Um, how it fits into the COVID response here at UCSB is um, it gives us more information, but it doesn't really replace anything that we're doing um, because it, it's still really important for everybody who has COVID-19 to um, get information from either a nurse or a physician. It's really important for them to check in and um, you know, make sure they're getting everything they need. It's important to isolate. It is important to discuss the contacts that you know about um, because, you know, sometimes there's contacts that, that like the person would know about that the, like your phone wouldn't know about, you know, if you were, you know, you left your phone at home or the battery died or something like that. Um, still really important to, you know, make sure that you isolate when you're sick, make sure that you um, talk to either student health or public health to talk about contacts, talk about isolation, talk about quarantine. So it's not really, um, it's, it's not really uh, replacing anything, but it's definitely adding things. And the thing that it really adds is, you know, um, what if you spent 15 minutes inside Freebirds um, waiting in line. Unusual, but it could happen. Um, you don't know everybody that you are in there with. Um, and so it's really important to make sure those people get notified as well. So it's really additive. And is the program strictly for UCSB students or will it be available to non-student residents in Isla Vista and Santa Barbara areas? So at the moment, it's just for UCSB students. Um, the entire state of California will actually be going live December 16th, I think, um, somewhere around the second or third week of December. So um, we are really part of the pilot program. Um, for that reason, um, when the notification goes out that you can sign up for this, there is somewhere where you can leave feedback. 
-hmm. about what's working and what's not working. Um, and that's kind of the reason why we're doing this is to be able to give them feedback to say, you know, like I could give them feedback from a provider point of view, hey, this is what worked and this is what didn't. But it's also really important to hear from, um, you know, the actual people that are the cases or the contacts to make sure that the system's working like it should be working. Um, and what are the next steps for the program? So when can students start opting in? So you actually can start start opting in today. Um, so the most important thing is to make sure that you have the latest uh, operating system on your phone. You do want to, opt to, to update your phone. Um, definitely, if you've got an iPhone, it's actually not going to work if you're not on IS, iOS 14.2. Um, so, and then at that point, um, all you have to do is turn on exposure notifications in the settings. Um, I turned on mine this morning. I've heard nothing. So that's good news. Um, if you have an Android, I do think there's an app that you can get. I think it's run through an app. Um, and this app would be, you talked about how it was an additive measure, it would essentially be providing extra contact tracing, um, which up until now the university has been doing the old fashioned way. Yeah, um, by contacting people who have come into contact with a COVID positive person. So I just wanted to ask how has that contact tracing been going, have students been receptive and willing to participate, and will, uh, will additional traditional contact tracing efforts continue alongside the California Notify program. Yeah, definitely. So it's this is definitely not going to replace our, our traditional contact tracing our you know, manual calling people up and actually talking to them because that's really, really important. Um, so no, it's not replacing it, but it is definitely additive for us, which will be really nice. Um, most people are very, very cooperative um, and, you know, have been absolutely great to talk to. My favorite part, favorite part of this job is talking to the students by far. Um, we do get resistance from some people. Um, and I do understand some people are reluctant to, you know, give out names of possible contacts and who they may have got it from and that kind of thing. Um, the thing we always really try to reassure people is that talking to contact tracers um, will not get you in trouble um, for anything that that may have happened. It's not punitive at all. Um, in fact, it's actually worse not to talk to the contact tracers um, because that then generally what happens is we pass that on to the county and then the county gets involved. Um, and then um, it's also really, really important to talk to the contact tracers because um, it, you know, people that can be exposed, we, we don't always know what somebody that we've been hanging around with, you know, what kind of health problems they may or may not have, you know, they may have um, diabetes, or they may have, um, you know, a, a digestive issue or something that really makes them a lot more susceptible to complications from COVID. And they may not have shared that with you. Mm -hmm. um, so we're always, it, we keep everything very confidential. You know, we will call people and say, you were exposed, but we don't tell who exposed them. Um, all we're really doing is offering them support. So the traditional contact tracing, the old school contact tracing is still extraordinarily important. So you talked about the risks associated with traveling a little bit earlier, um, but in, in an email last week, you advised students to avoid traveling if possible during Thanksgiving holiday, and that if they do travel to consider not returning to the area and completing the quarter at home. Yeah. Um, at this point, how is winter quarter looking and is there any hope that more students will be able to return to campus by spring? 
Yeah, yeah, I always hope that more students can return. We miss having people here, it's horrible. Um, but, um, you know, there were a lot of discussions going on about when and how to bring more students back. And then case rates started to go up dramatically. Um, and I actually just um, saw on the from somebody at the county that we will probably be going back to the purple tier. Um, if not this week, then next week. So unfortunately, um, as much as we wanted to bring students back, I think that in and of itself will probably shut it down, um, which is unfortunate. You know, as, as you know, the cases are exponentially uh, rising over the whole nation. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not a surprise. We did sort of expect the traditional fall and winter cold and flu season to be worse. Um, I guess, you know, it's turning out to be a worse spread than we thought it would be. So I'm not super confident about winter quarter. So we'll ta start talking now about spring quarter. Thank you to Dr. Laura Polito, Medical Director of UCSB's COVID-19 response team and Associate Medical Director at Student Health for speaking with me about California COVID Notify and the current COVID-19 situation in Isla Vista. More information about the pilot program and next steps for opting in can be found at canotify.uchealth.edu. Again, that's canotify.uchealth.edu. With KCSB News, I'm Ashley Rush.